0: Welcome
1: to Salon Nerds Podcast. Alright guys, you ready for your first EDM festival? Let's go! My first my first EDM
0: festival.
1: Yo, 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 it's the long first. My name is aka Watch Beneath, and i here, my boy yes. Jazz. Yo, what's up? We got some new friends on the air. Oh, no.
2: Thank you to our supporters. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe.
1: Yo, 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 salam, nerds. It's your boy Neve, aka Watch With Neve. And I'm here with my co host, Jazz, aka Mechanized Organism, Design only for jazz. No <laughs> <Low> dodge. <laughs>
3: Oh my! God. You like that
1: one, right? I had to really think about that one.
3: Oh man, that was impressive.
1: Every week we do a nickname, and I, but I think that was one of the better ones. I think that one. was. Oh, good. I
3: agree, hands down, one of the best ever, <laughs> man. Well done.
1: I love it. I love it. Listen, listen, Jazz. How you been? You been good? I'm good, man. I'm good. good? You you missed an episode last week. What happened there? You missed our bachelor episode. Sick. Oh no, sick. poor Jazz yeah uh, well you feel better now feeling much better yes good good we're glad to hear it. we're gonna need all your quantum energy for uh for this episode <laughs> <laughs> we, so we'd like to welcome our guest our guest janelle aka jberry Jay welcome Jayberry. how are you
2: hi 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 i'm great to be here thank you so much for inviting me for today i One of the only things I like to talk about is Ant-Man, so I'm really glad to finally be somewhere where this is the correct space to be bringing him up. I know. I we're so
1: me and me and Janelle are in a uh, group chat together, not a group chat. We're in a, what a, the Discord, I believe it's a yeah. Discord together, and it's uh, compiled the mostly South Asian and Asian uh, content creators. So it's like a safe space for us to talk to yeah. each other. It's really really cool. If people want to join, let us know. I think Nick is the guy who put it together. Um, yes, and it's really cool. And then you're sharing your experience about Ant Man and how a lot of your friends met through Ant Man, and it's one of your favorite, you know, characters. Tell us a little bit about that
2: um yeah so uh so first off about me i kind of first started my online presence as a cosplayer but after that i expanded into just lifestyle fandom content and i really kind of just felt super attached with ant-man i think it was i mean i've always been a huge fan of paul Rudd. um who is it but i (laughs) i know right but uh I think when the second movie was really coming around, I really started being super active online and I met a lot of people through that. And, you know, almost five years later, I'm still in contact with those people. So when Quantumania was about to come out, we decided to we all flew out to California to hang out together. We went to Avengers Campus. We saw the movie twice together and we saw Paul Red's Hollywood star, you Ooh, know, nice. Um
1: I heard you missed so, Kang, yeah, though. A, I, heard, I, I heard you just missed Kang by one day, right?
2: Yeah, I did. I did. He, uh, Kang showed up at Avengers Campus the day after we went, um, so that was a bit disappointing, but, you know, it's a it's an opportunity to go back sometime.
1: Maybe in another timeline, you met Jonathan Majors there. I know, <laughs> right?
2: I I can only dream.
1: Yes, yes. All right, welcome to join us. Well, everybody who is Thank listening, you. we are going to do a, a review of the show for maybe like the first 10 minutes and then we're gonna jump into spoilers and recap the entire show give our theories talk about what we thought was great talk about what we thought was a miss and talk about the end credits at the end so it's going to be us going through everything that we can possibly remember of this show so it's going to be really really (laughs) exciting so jazz why well you know what let our guests go first why don't you give us your Spoiler-free review of Ant-Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania.
2: Oh goodness! Um, well, first off, I'm gonna say I think I'm gonna go against the grain and say I enjoyed the movie. Mm-hmm. But I think with my introduction, I was a pretty biased review already. <laughs> fair, if you guys can tell, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I kind of I was I went into this movie terrified because I know a few people had seen it before I did, um, and when I, the movie ended, I left being shocked at everyone's thoughts because I thought it was hilarious. You know, I thought it was a good time. I thought it was a great story of family. Um, And it was a great introductory chapter to Kang. Um, And we had a good time. We had a great setting, you know, the quantum realm, our first time really deep in there and seeing how expansive that they've really developed the world. And I thought they did a really successful job. So I enjoyed it and it's worth a rewatch or multiple
1: solid, solid review. Right. Yes. How about you? What are your thoughts? I actually
3: enjoyed it too, but not to your extent, uh-huh. um, but it was definitely not as bad as some of the critic reviews were online. Um, it was a fun Marvel movie, you know, definitely something you can watch once or twice. Uh, Jonathan majors killed it as Kang. He was fantastic. Um, and yeah, like like uh Janelle said, it was a good intro to Kang's entire arc. Um I thought it was an okay movie. Like it's exactly what I expected it to be.
1: Fair, fair. I'm pretty much in line with uh with I'm somewhere in between Jazz and Janelle. I feel like I really enjoyed this movie. Um I think I had good expectations going in. The only thing is I feel like this movie marketed itself into being a little bigger than it was, which I think is what a lot of people have issues with. I feel like they thought it was going to be like an Avengers level movie and Kang was going to be a Thanos level threat. Uh, That's not really what it turned out to be. But other than that, like I really, really enjoyed it. Like if you compare it to like the first two Ant Man's, it's right there. It's at, at that level. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy the first two a little more because I miss Luis and the gang and that heist element. I yeah. they didn't have that heist element which I love. Yeah. But like it's still it's on the level of the other Ant Man movies. Like if you're going in there expecting endgame i feel like that's the biggest problem with the mtu right now everybody goes in expecting another ant uh, uh another endgame another spider-man no way home those things are only great because they take the time to build them up right and that's why they're so great Facts. right and we phase four they're all building it up uh they're building up characters in phase four now they're building up the story in in phase five and then phase six is where we're going to get our endgame we're going to get our secret invasion is our Kang dynasty. So I think once we look back at this movie, uh, when Kang is a more fleshed out villain, uh, people are going to go back and enjoy this a lot more. I thought the comedy was great. I laughed a lot. And you know, there were a few misses here and there. But I really liked being <laughs> the entire family and it was a good movie. <laughs> I would give it a solid B minus and i think it's a good movie yeah that's fair yeah yeah Yeah. all right cool so these were the spoiler free reviews so what that (laughs) means is now we're going to dive into the movie which means spoilers everywhere so if you have not seen this movie uh subscribe like share follow and turn it off and then come back when uh when you have watched it and then you can rewatch <laughs> the entire thing and you can get all the juicy details that we're gonna go over so i'm super excited so all right where to start there are so many theories that we have <laughs> uh, first of all Got just living his life, man. Our boy. Scott yep. is, he wrote yeah. a book. He wrote yeah. a book, man. He wrote a book. He's doing book readings. Uh, he did a podcast. If you watch the Miss Marvel show, they shout out the podcast that he does. Uh huh. Man is living his life. He is enjoying his riches. He's, he's had the time to, he saved the universe. He says it many times. He did save the universe. That is correct. Uh, yeah. And then when we see him, um, his daughter's got a little bit of an attitude. She's a little bit of a, uh, you know, an activist. Um, but I've heard some people say, is she an activist or is she like a privileged activist? Because she knew her dad was going to bail her out. She's, she comes from money. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, you know, when, when uh, Paul Rudd, uh, sorry, when uh, Scott was looking out for the little guy, Paul didn't have anything. In fact, he'd lost his uh, his daughter, the privilege to see her and everything. Because, So when you have something more to lose, you're more of an activist, in my opinion. And she was kind of like, you know, shaming her dad when I think her dad did a lot more at, at when, when he had more to lose. But we also see that Scott lost a little bit of himself. He is a little full of himself a little bit. He lost that small guy energy. Um, and that's what sets off the movie uh it sets it into a spin. Um I did like the Baskin Robbins parts where they <laughs> gave him Ploy of the Century. I thought that was really <laughs> funny. Yeah, that was good. Fun fact, fun fact, this is the thirty first movie of the MCU and Baskin Robbins has no Baskin Robbins has thirty one flavors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that's true that, that's, pretty that's
3: clever so, I'm
1: sure they're happy that happened I know <laughs> they're like score we got it uh, product placement for Baskin Robin in this movie was undeniable Excellent. so good alright okay. <laughs> right. Right. so what are our thoughts about Scott's new life and you know his new attitude on life and his relationship with his daughter so Janelle why don't you go first
2: um So, yeah, I I agree with what you're saying that Scott, you know, he gets out thinking that he was stuck in there for five hours and turns out five years had passed Mm -hmm. in Avengers Endgame. And, you know, you could could definitely understand even from Avengers Endgame or from the beginning of this movie that that takes a really big mental toll on someone, you know, and (laughs) pardon, it takes a lot to kind of work through However, many weeks or maybe like months that Avengers Endgame was, that you have this motive to save this daughter that you have realized you've missed out on another five years of her life, and to get Hope Van Dyne back and her family back and the rest of the universe. And once that all comes back to you, and you're satisfied with your life and you have your fa- your favorite people closest to you again, you want to really value that time with them, mm-hmm. you know. And I think he has really earned that right and um my first watch it or my first viewing and seeing that cassie was really upset or really like dissatisfied with how he's living his life
0: yeah
2: um i was well i mean i first my first impression of that was you know you go girl (laughs) i'm really glad i'm i'm really glad that cassie lang they characterized her as the activist and as someone who really is showing, I mean, she's always shown since she was a young girl, like in Amity of the Wasp, she's always wanted to be her dad's partner. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And she's, she's always voiced that type of opinion. And I think she has always watched his footsteps closely. Um, I think to the point that she's upset that he's no longer on that path. Mm. Um, But I think she also just needs the perspective of you, you haven't, saved the universe yet you know and you don't realize the right to maybe retire or at least take a break um because she's still the new at all this
1: yep yep yeah she's she's coming at it with like bright-eyed bushy tail maybe a little naive but also more like idealistic definitely for sure yeah definitely jazz what about you what are your thoughts of scott lang's nude lifestyle
3: (laughs) i mean man's living it up and i'm happy for him He's got it good. And uh, I love that uh, Hank was able to figure out how to make food grow, bigger. Um, I'm glad Hope is, you know, leading this company charity yeah. thing where <laughs> she's solving all of the world's problems. I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. Awesome. This is great. And then Cassie ends up in jail and I'm like, ah, young kids, (laughs) we've all ended up in jail during a protest once or twice. It's fine. (laughs) I think it's
1: funny how so many of the world's problems can be solved by just making things bigger or smaller.
2: (laughs) Right, right.
1: It's really funny. Also, when you mentioned the pizza getting bigger, you know that's a direct reference to Back to the Future because Peyton Reed Mm -hmm. worked on Back to the Future. He did a lot of the behind the scenes stuff on it. So I thought that was really, really funny.
3: Um, That's exactly why I brought it up because I know you're a big fan of it. I (laughs) know.
1: I am a huge Back to the Future fan. Like, I met Michael J. Fox this year and it was like the best day of my life. It was so amazing. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I love that movie. Um, All right. So. what is Cassie actually you know, being an activist for? I thought it's really cool. It's the people who came back from the blip and they no longer have houses. Like they're the housing shortage because everyone got blipped. People bought their houses probably cheap and now they don't have a place to live. Like, What are the legal ramifications of that? I can't believe these people are just homeless now. That's, that's wild. And it makes sense that she's uh, protesting this stuff. Also, they're in San Francisco where they have protests all the time. But still, yeah. I feel like it was really, really uh cool. And I feel like this is a reoccurring theme in Marvel because we see it in uh, Captain America and the Falcon, or, or the Falcon and the uh, Winter Soldier, and then we see it again in, in a few other stories where they bring it up. And it's like a slow building storyline. And I feel like. Mm-hmm. It's going to go somewhere because we've seen it in a bunch of episodes now. There's it pe- has that- to. Yeah. But but in Hawkeye, yeah. a lot of people were like, Thanos was right. Like, there's a lot of people who are building up to this resentment of like, these people came back and it's screwed up everything. Uh, did the Avengers mm-hmm. do the right thing? It's weird. And I feel like they have to go somewhere with that. And I don't know what movie they'll actually go. Maybe in, um, what do they call? Uh, New World Order, the Captain America movie. Maybe that's where it all yep. goes down to. Uh, i'm excited to see that but i feel, I love these little nuggets of that they're putting in every movie yeah, so. yeah i
2: definitely yeah. i definitely think there's a chance of that being brought up in either captain america 4 uh new world order or maybe even the thunderbolts you know yeah. like something yeah something is brewing on this side and i think while we're focused on the multiverse saga and really focused on multiversal elements i think We have to really pay attention to the politics of the universe that we're originally from because a lot has happened and they're just, you know, like there's so much opportunity there and I think or I hope that there's going to be a project that really brings it up properly.
1: Yeah, I, I really hope so because that would be a little bit of a letdown where they build all this up and we don't oh, get to I see know. it. Um, so I know. yeah, that's really, really good. Um. One thing I did want to mention, <laughs> uh, Scott, like, Paul Rudd is so good that his comedic chops are amazing. <laughs> my, 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 one of my favorite scenes is when he's in the car and he's listening to his own audiobook <laughs> <laughs> That was good. That was a good bit. Chad, do you listen to our podcast in the car? <laughs> do you do that?
3: All the time, dude. I do
1: it too. I was like... So, because, like, I try to figure out what my, um, like, uh, defense mechanism is where, like, I use, like, these clutch words every now and then. And I'm like, oh, I say that word too much. I got to I criticize myself. But I hate <laughs> it. I hate it. But I do listen to myself. Paul Bird's over there just, like, listening to himself talking about, you know, you got to look out for the little guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, man. No, that was really, really good. Um, All right. Um, so the family gets sucked into the quantum realm after they're having this little powwow and little fight discussion that they're having. Uh, Janice, not happy. She's like, whoa, why didn't you tell me, uh, about what you're doing? And Hope is like, well, every time we ask you, you don't want to talk about it. Yeah, she probably had a little um, ptsd yeah, she didn't want to talk about it um uh, there's a whole world down there <laughs> i know there's a whole there's a lot of stuff man give her some time man she she just got back and then she got dusted then they had to fight like thanos and a bunch of people and like she, she's she been through a lot too man give her some time give her some time yeah
3: she was gone what amounted to 30 years in our world and god knows how long down there
1: 30 years plus five <laughs> <laughs> yeah <God>. yeah
0: <laughs>
3: that's that's 35 that's, years, 35
1: years right God. come on man you got to give her a break um but while she was down there man uh, she was like a freedom fighter she had this whole life down there and it's pretty crazy so what happens is she katie turns uh cassie turns on this machine and Modoc was listening into the signal he brings them all into the quantum world not just them but also a few ants and <laughs> go through the time vortex some of them you know they get mixed up um and then they got to find each other again um and then i like the fact that you know janet's like kind of knows what to do she's been here before um and we get to see a little bit more of the quantum realm because every time we've seen it they're kind of just like no one else there i guess they're in like the outer layers of the uh, quantum love and now they're at the subatomica is what they mentioned so it's yeah kind of really cool um Oh, yes, Raf. there are spoilers. We, we People in the comments uh, joined us and that uh, they didn't know there would be spoilers. Raf, yes, join us back. Oh, in... no. There's no spoilers. <laughs> we did our review the first. Oh, poor Raf. Poor Raf. We did our review in the first 10 minutes, but feel free to join us after you've watched it. Um, <laughs> yes, so there's this whole world down there. And she mentioned Subatomica, which is one of the first time we actually meet gang in one of the fantastic four storylines, lines which is really really cool so there's little easter eggs there um but we learned a little bit about janet's history there what are your thoughts about janet's history i'm gonna go with janelle first <laughs>
2: so i i love the like you know this huge expansion on the original wasp mm-hmm. you know a lot of people were really waiting to see Janet Van Dyne in the MCU and I think that's what a lot of people were deterred from in the first Ant Man and the first Ant-Man The Wasp right. because you know, we like people love Hank and Janet as original Avengers. Um but uh I really love that they gave Janet this screen time or Michelle Pfeiffer this screen time to really lean into Janet Van Dyne as a character because she was excellent in this film. I thought she, she was great. Oh, also she was amazing. She was amazing, also. right?
1: She is sixty-four years old and still one of the most beautiful women in the world. Like I know, absolutely, I would risk it all. I was like, <laughs> and and uh, I kind of feel for uh, Kang and Bill Murray. They were like, how could they resist?
2: <laughs> they got they got down. Janet, yeah. Janet had needs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't know. Did she have a relationship with Kang? I know they were science partners, lab partners. That was partners. <laughs> It, it
3: was there. hinted listen, listen, it and was very bad. likely. Have
2: you seen Jonathan Majors? <laughs> That's
1: true. That's true. She fell for Bill Murray. You're telling me she didn't fall for Jonathan Majors? <laughs> That's, yeah, you're right. You're right.
3: <laughs> and they were together for how many years working on uh, Kang's little spaceship disc thing? Yeah.
1: They had some yeah. pillow talk. They had some pillow talk. She called <laughs> He he called her Jelly Bean when he first met Hope. <laughs>
2: that was chilling by the way i'm glad that they brought that back because that like oh we're getting off topic from the original statement but like really leaning in to like how much of a threat he is to hope and cassie like and the similarities that scott and janet have as parents to people that are also in the superhero superhero field now you know like you see how much of a threat that is to get your child involved in this type of work mm-hmm. um but back to the original thing about Janet Van Dyne I thought she was amazing in this film I I will say I think the first or the second they enter the quantum realm it took Janet a bit too long for her to really like get to the point and tell them what really did go down between her and Kang and I know she was really terrified of it all um but the the side the side plot of hope starting to get angry with janet for not telling her about what happened in the quantum realm i really wanted that to either become like a really big fight between them but it didn't seem as effective and she just kind of they ran away in a ship together after their ordeal with uh bill murray's character crylar uh, yeah and she just kind of told them what happened in the past 30 years and said I didn't deserve you guys saving me which is heartbreaking Mm. but I also think that that storytelling could have happened much earlier earlier in the film and we didn't need Janet Hank and Hope's characters separated from Scott and Cassie's and I think that slowness between the first and second act is what really made people think that nothing was happening in the first two acts of the film
1: yeah Yeah. i can see that i also do feel like hope did not have a lot going on in this movie i feel like there there was a lack of hope in this movie pun not intended (laughs) (laughs) um all right so so we get that they're at the scene um where they're at a bar, and they're like, you know what? I used to be a freedom fighter or a terrorist, depending on which way you look at things. I (laughs) was like, all right. (laughs) Just like in the real world. Just like in the real world. Exactly, right? Right. Um, And then then Scott and Cassie are over there meeting all these new people. uh, Veb, um, and they're talking about, like, drink my ooze. Drink the ooze. Drink (laughs) the the ooze. Yeah,
2: that was... That was a funny bit. I liked that bit. That was, I enjoyed that. That too. was really funny. So, <laughs> so
1: he drinks the youth, and then he can finally like hear them. And like, I guess that's how they explain like, oh, they know the language. So, I that's guess true. they needed some kind of plot device to do that. But it's really, really funny. And like, Paul Rudd's comedy is so golden. Cause like, <laughs> when he asked him, uh, "How many holes do you have?" and the guy goes seven, <laughs> Paul just goes yeah
2: that's
3: right yeah he had a count
2: i was counting i was counting along with him it was a good it was a good bit yeah i i I was because the thing is like he is
1: he does this thing and it's such a paul red thing to do because they're also asking him questions about like why are you here and what are you doing and then the guy asking the question about the hole and it seems like he's thinking to ask the question of like what he's doing here but he's actually thinking about the comical answer to the thing it's just so great it's so great and then the guy who is cheaty from um, you know the good the good place yeah home. he's like i could always tell what people are thinking at all times he goes, don't think that don't think that don't think that he's <laughs> thinking it he's like i wish i didn't have this power because people are disgusting <laughs> yeah that was good <laughs>
3: yeah, was great, great. minds think alike
1: <laughs> and like i i do feel like the comedy in this specific spot was working and he was like your buildings are alive your buildings are dead (laughs) (laughs) that
2: that was good too i I actually really liked that too the 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 bounce back between the quantum residence and uh scott lang was was good yeah
1: really good man it it was it was good i really really liked that it was interesting um all right so what happens next so um bill murray joins them and he is kind of explaining you know what happened with him and janet and what's really going on and he ends up betraying them so after he found out he betrayed them um he's a jerry uh, oh he is a jerry yeah
3: (laughs) he's a jerry there's no
1: other word describe it this show does have a lot of rick and morty vibes (laughs) <laughs> a lot of Rick well, and Morty I wonder
2: vibes. why I know you know like yeah.
1: <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Similar writers, all that stuff. So there's a lot of reasons why it has Rick and Morty vibes. Um, but no, it was really funny. And then they somehow get away. Michael Douglas has to drive this airplane with ooze in his hands. Uh-huh. Uh, very funny. Um, but then we also have Scott and. Um, Cassie getting kidnapped, and mm-hmm. that's where we finally get to see Kang and get to see how menacing he is he is well first what who I mean? captured them who captured oh them? yeah the most important thing
2: yeah oh share
3: it share it Jess <laughs> bro it was my intro come on
1: share <laughs> it this is you uh.
2: <laughs> mechanized. Uh, I- Organism. Yeah, I cannot remember what it was. Uh, it's not, All I remember no, is
3: Mordoff.
1: Mechanized. Organism, organism designed only, design only for killing.
2: for killing. Oh, Mordoff. You,
3: you Mo-Doc. call me Mord- <laughs> Yeah. Mordoff. Now, you want to know why it's so important to me? Why? Because let me show you a glimpse of my past.
2: Oh, okay. no.
1: What is... Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's um, what are the Spy Kids? It's Spy Kids. It is
2: Spy Kids.
3: Is <laughs> I don't know which Spy Kids this was. was...
2: So yeah, that looks like Spy Kids three in the first yeah, picture, Spy but Kids the third 3. picture is Shark Boy and Lava Girl.
1: Oh, that's what it is.
2: <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is interesting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listen, I'll be the first to admit, special effects. Not that great, but you know what? The comedy made no. up for it. The comedy made up for it.
3: Oh my god, I absolutely hate what they're doing in special effects at Disney nowadays. You know, what doing the giant LED screen in the back to make the backgrounds. Mm-hmm. I am so tired of it. Well,
1: they did the same thing in um, in the Thor, Batman. Love, and Thunder, but it worked they it in the Mandalorian. Batman. It, it, worked it in... did,
3: but it's not working here.
1: I don't know, I don't know
3: what it is. Like, you can kind of tell, like it's it's just not right. Yeah, there is
2: something I think. I don't know. I think something about the frame rate is a little bit different. And, like, when they're shrunken down small, I think it just looks really not clunky. I don't don't know what it was. But then the whole, I don't know,
1: Well, like, environmentally,
2: there was something weird, too. Well,
1: Marvel has admitted that they actually took visual effects workers off this job to work on Wakanda Forever. So they legit, like, admitted that. I guess they thought Wakanda Forever was more important. So... I mean it was but... i guess you know so it's one <laughs> of those things so we'll see um all right so what do you guys think of the change in Modoc? he's no longer uh what's the name george tarleton he's now darren cross i liked it i liked it i, I was like I thought, genius. Was I thought it was genius I thought it was, fu- I
3: thought it was perfect yeah yeah
2: i think if you're going to bring Modoc in in a funny clunky way like might as well bring back someone that we're already familiar with and if you think about the way Darren Cross really shrunk down and died, yes. like, his body maybe would be shaped like it that. Makes mm-hmm. so it makes it was, sense. So it was a good comeback for him, yeah.
1: yeah he would got no ass, though. <laughs> He's got no ass.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean... <laughs> you win some, you lose I don't some, think that was some. really Darren Cross's main motivation, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's also
3: not something i was directly looking for either oh
2: i was like where's that booty man
1: (laughs) 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 wanted to know if he skips leg day man gotta get those glutes
3: (laughs) he definitely skips leg day Uh, leg
1: day arm day (laughs) torso day (laughs) skips all of it (laughs) oh my god that was that was pretty funny um all right so here's the thing we go into a flashback of janet and kang working on the time machine stuff uh and this is where janet finally explains what's happening and my question is janet finally sees kang and what he's done and she goes who is kang and he goes who i need to be in this many things." kang does not lie he says i'm many things Mm -hmm. but i am not a liar the way he just straight up told her like that was it and she goes like all these people will lose their lives all these people are killing all of this stuff and he's like i'll spare yours not yours now to me that's making my head spin because if he's telling her that he's going to spare her timeline and her timeline is already considered a sacred timeline kind of makes me think that he goes on to become he who remains or at least he who remains and kang have similar like you know goals what are your thoughts about that janelle
2: oh um
3: <laughs> let's put you
2: no no it's completely fine i didn't think of it that way you know like i think when he said he would he would, pre- like, he would protect or he would, you know, kind of... Spare her,
1: yeah, yeah, her spare, yeah,
2: spare her timeline. I almost wouldn't have believed him anyways. You know, he, he could have said all of that and then just waited to attack the Janet Van Dyne, the, her timeline, after her lifetime. You know what I mean? Like, I think what he could have easily done is dropped Janet back in the year that she wanted to and then once the van dyne family dies out or something go ahead and attack that timeline mm-hmm. that could have easily been a plan of his mm-hmm. you know so i i think that was a false promise of his but i can see what you're going with with this sacred timeline thing though you know, know with him and yeah that that's interesting but Makes me think. i but don't i i, know could, if there was I see your point there. too
1: he he could have lied but i don't know he doesn't strike me as a liar what about you jazz he's not a liar
3: but he was exiled by the other Kangs, right. right? Now, why?
1: I don't know. Tell us what you think. There's a lot of reasons. Okay.
3: Well, anyways, um, he is the big bad. Obviously, he was the one destroying all the timelines,
1: right? So, but didn't if the He, he Who Remains say he also destroyed all the timelines? Right.
3: He killed every other Kang. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. but then the timeline was disrupted. So this Kang is the same destroyer Kang. But in the future.
1: So he... But but he who remains is the last version of him. Because he dies.
3: Right. But then the timeline splits apart again. Remember? Yep. Mm. So every variant that could have existed... Because in an infinite number of worlds, right? Yeah. There is never a zero possibility of something happening again. It's never zero. Well, it will always happen. Let me ask you a so question. So this Kang, it's not the same... Kang the Conqueror, that he who remains destroyed. However, he is still Kang the Conqueror.
1: See, here, here's why I, because sometimes time is a loop and it starts up again and you mm-hmm. start where uh, right back where you came from. So let's just say, for example, let's pretend that this Kang that we know somehow at the end of the movie comes back and then destroys all the timelines and then after years, puts together the TVA, then becomes this other person and then slowly becomes, um, he who remains. Then when he's talking about all the timelines that he's destroyed, it could be the timeline Kang destroyed, And then it just loops back again and again, over and over again. I mean, it could be like yes. a quantum loop. Yes. Actually. I don't know if it's a quantum loop. I just put quantum in front of everything and <laughs> hope it makes here's sense. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> there you Ye- go. Here's
3: why that works. All right. <laughs> like I said, in, in an infinite number of universes it, the chance of something happening again is never non-zero mm, gotcha. so yes
1: this could be a loop it could be it could be we'll see 100 percent. all right um but i i love darren cross i like modoc i like the whole story i i like how um kang Wait, was beaten up I, What MODOK. was the original question
3: i just realized i may have missed <laughs> the entire thing with that sidetrack there
1: oh no we answered it we just uh, i was saying like what did you think of uh kang talking about Kang and he who remains the differences and similarities ah, okay, yeah. so we kind of yeah. answered it um, I
3: completely uh, forgot where the initial question was yeah, there
1: <laughs> but she uses, here's the thing, Janet uses the Pym disc to make uh, you know, yeah. the thing really really big uh, so the she, core. she can't use it but Scott used it to make himself bigger and come back so Janet could have used it the whole time or not, I don't know if if janet was just saving it or she didn't know she could use it on herself or what but that was kind of i don't know i don't know that that part was a little clunky for me i didn't really get it
3: well look what happened to scott and uh hope when they went in right yeah all the possibilities of them existing happened
1: no 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 no, unless no no no, no. i'm not i'm not there yet i I am at the part where (laughs) she makes that thing really big but she had the disc the whole time to make correct. Yeah, you're, you're
2: talking about how in 2015 Scott used the blue disc in his belt.
1: Yeah. And made in himself
2: 1. exit the quantum realm. Yeah. And you're asking why Janet didn't do that also. Yes,
1: that's what I'm asking.
3: Right. That's what I was getting to is that because of the distinction of all the possibilities, Janet would have been ripped apart. So she couldn't go in and save it the way Scott did. The only reason Scott worked, which you can get to later... Is because he's Scott. <laughs> mm,
1: I don't know if I buy that. I don't know if I buy that.
3: It's but, true, man. Look, he was going through the same problem.
2: You're talking about the probability field that happens yeah. when you enter the energy core. I'm not talking about mm-hmm. that yet, though. Yeah, we're we're talking about
1: like before the possibility field even existed. Right. Like when the ball was small. What I'm saying, and she met right. Kang. She could have just mm-hmm. gave her and Kang the particles, used them, and left before <laughs> the that, Kang really small. No big. She had the big ones too. She didn't have the small ones. She made the orb big, so she could have made herself. But why big would you the whole make time. Kang big? That's a horrible idea. She didn't know he was well, a bad guy then.
2: Yeah, when he asked for her help to repair the chair, she could have offered her pin particle discs, and they put could have both gotten out that way. Um, but she decided to, however many years before Kang showed up, just survive in the quantum realm because I guess it just it never occurred to both her or Hank, you know, he said to never mess with the regulator to Scott. And oh,
1: that is true. So it never occurred to Hank or him. Yeah. I guess they never thought about yeah. that. I think Scott's the only one dumb enough to try it.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: Exactly. He's, He's Scott.
2: Yeah. Okay. He has main character syndrome. Yeah. So. Okay. All
1: right. Now let's go into the po- uh, probability vortex. Cause that is probably my favorite part of the entire movie. That yes. is
2: one of the most powerful sequences in the movie, and I think that one was like you know one of the most well thought out storylines that they really implemented in the into the film. I thought that was really good. It was really good.
1: And 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 like I said, Paul Rudd's comedy it cannot be beat <laughs> because he's like he's like Darren, Darren, MODOK. Modoc, <laughs> and then he finally ends. <laughs> what. That was yep. so good. <laughs> I love that. That was so good. You know, Paul Rudd actually wrote the first two, um, what you call it, uh, movies? Yes. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. But he is the talented. Character. That's wild. Every
3: which way, he's talented.
1: Yeah. So he starts splitting up into a bunch of people because of the probability vortex. or Everything that could have happened could have happened. And then they get the one from Basked Drop. And I thought that was so funny. That oh. was good. I told
3: thought- in in a universe of infinite possibilities, or a multiverse of infinite possibilities, the chance of something <laughs> not existing is zero. Yeah, there is a version of every version out there. That's
2: really yeah, funny. that was
1: good. I I really like that, and then it's it gave me very much like. Interstellar vibes where it's like you know how in inter- Interstellar, like love is what drove uh, Matthew McConaughey's character to kind of survive at the end and find a place and you know contact his younger daughter. Just like that, Cassie's voice was able to give him that direction, and he was able to team up and go for it. And then when Wasp mm-hmm. came, it kind of left only one possibility of what was going to happen, and it worked, and it was really cool, and, and everything worked out. And I thought that was a really cool scene probably my favorite scene in the movie not so much a heist but still had had that vibe i i really liked it um what are your thoughts about that guys
2: uh oh you're good all right go ahead yeah (laughs) so yeah i thought that was um really like obviously the probability field and seeing all these alternate versions of yourself and the conflicting different choices and how you know they were all fighting against each other at one point you know they were keeping Scott down and and then um, Hope was getting distracted by other versions of herself but we she was so focused on finding and saving Scott and and then Scott really focused in on Cassie's message about like you know just please come back please come back Um, I didn't write down what exactly she said but I will say that line of dialogue was really kind of taking me back or taking me aback it was a little bit cringy Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie. I was going to say like, okay, guys, like it's a little bit predictable that they all just are like, for Cassie, you know. Yeah. Like, you was know, a little bit. It was a it little was, bit. It was
1: cute when she was five. Now,
2: like oh. it was a, It was cute when she was five. But you're an almost eighteen-year-old girl standing here next to, you know, um, what is it? Like your kidnapper, and she's just saying all of this stuff out loud. Very weird. <laughs> But um, I thought it was good. I, I thought that was a really beautiful moment to see um, Ant-Man and the Wasps, like, converging destinies, I guess, mm-hmm. when they grab each other's mm-hmm. hands and then they start shooting at that together. I think watching Ant-Man and the Wasps, their combat is some of the most interesting to me. Like, I, I just love watching them,
0: Yeah. you know.
2: And so that that was a good moment. But I think the cast fit. Was a little bit corny, but you know, sometimes it's allowed. Sometimes it's allowed. Of
3: course, some Marvel movie. There has to be some corniness in it. Uh, yeah. Now, um, so speaking of the Cassie, thing...
1: I was gonna say, they did replace the actress. What are your thoughts about that?
3: <laughs> I mean, it, it, it worked for me, honestly. Yeah, like, you think she would better? I know people. I thought she did great. Okay. Okay.
1: I've heard a lot of people say that uh, the other actress would have done a better job and brought a little more seriousness. Probably, to
3: it. but you know what? It was great. All right.
1: Fair, fair. I don't, yeah. I, I don't really have an opinion. <laughs> I don't have a dog in this fight. I just think it's really interesting. Yeah, right, yeah,
3: like I, it doesn't matter to me. Like they both were great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, back to the uh, uh, <laughs> Vortex, Go right? For it. The important thing I want to mention here was that when you know the corny line did happen the important thing from this whole scene was that in every given universe and every given possibility all the scots made the exact same choice because of her and that's pretty cool yeah exactly yeah that means there's no universe out there where scott would have ever not loved his daughter Ooh, like it is i like that yeah, it's a straight up like yeah, that's a solid that. definition. Like, Scott loves Cassie. Love Nothing that. will ever change that. Same thing with Hope, right? Yeah, all of her uh, different possibilities happened, but then when she was like, "Nope, gotta get Scott." Damn, all of them converged. A lot of people
1: love Scott, man. A lot of people love Scott. There's a lot of love <laughs> right. going on for our boy. He's <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> a charmer, up.
1: surely.
2: Yeah,
3: but that also means that there's no universe where Hope didn't end up with Scott. And
2: that's really cool. That's a fun fact actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. Fun fun fact, did you see? Um there's a young child actor that posted pictures with Evangeline Lily because there's a there's a deleted part of Quantumania. I wish I had the pictures to show, but there's a deleted part of Quantumania where they did do um alternate universes where Hope had children with we don't know if it was with Scott or it with Darren or Hope just ended up being a mother, but they shot scenes where they needed Evangeline Lily to have two kids on set, and they unfortunately deleted it. But the the kid posted Instagram pictures of him on set with Evangeline Lily, which is They're crazy. Cool. It's cool. It's cool, but you're right. Like, it begs the, the, <laughs> yeah, it, it the question. Yeah. You are the
3: father. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, no, that, that's truly it then. Because if this was the storyline they were going for, Scott had to be the father.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's true. We don't know what part that sequence was supposed to take place, but there was a point in the script where they wanted Hope to see a future or a universe of herself being a mother. And we don't know if that was her wanting to be a mother with Scott's kids or her just wanting to have kids in general. But um, yeah, I thought that was a fun little thing to find out leaving the movie theater and going to instagram and seeing people tag evangeline Lily in those photos along if they're not wanda's kids oh
1: god nobody wants to be raising her kids <laughs> oh, oh god. Please, god she'll come for you <laughs> they'll make a song scary. for you yeah. <laughs> talk about incursions <laughs> oh man <laughs> that's crazy so though, speaking of incursions uh Kang did talk a little bit about that. He he talked about how he was saving the universe because of all these multiverses, all of these incursions were taking place. And we're kind of already seeing that with Spider-Man, Doctor Strange. There are a lot of incursions taking place uh, that are ruining universe, even in the What If show. Um, It kind of does feel like Kang is killing people to save people, which just kind of goes back to the Eternals thing. Like, what is he doing? What's happening? I don't know, I guess we don't know his full plan yet, but it makes me think, like, is Kang all bad? Are we being thrown for a loop and the Kang dynasty is really about all his variants and Kang is going to actually help the Avengers? I don't know. It's like everything's literally little bit up in the air. There's so many possibilities.
3: Here's the thing about a good villain. What makes (laughs) a good villain is that if you see yourself under the right circumstances becoming that villain, Mm right yeah that's what makes every villain so good i don't think whether we have it's that joker, yet. joker whether with it's kang. kang it's not we don't have it yet with kang right we're gonna get there yeah but that's the thing like would we make the exact same choices kang is making yeah and right we haven't seen it yet but i have a feeling in the future i'm gonna be like huh hmm. i may have done the same thing yeah well <laughs> he, he
1: does say you don't even know what i've lost like he mm-hmm. he's lost we don't know what it All is Right we're going to find out eventually um you know even though he does die at the end of this movie i think everyone's safe to assume that he's not gone right no (laughs) i think think that's just everyone's opinion definitely not (laughs) except for the the three uh, gangs who are like oh he's gone like little do they know yeah
2: definitely not guys
1: (laughs) Ah, uh, Kevin, the robot that controlled everything, will never have that. <laughs> no, no <G-Hope laughs> reference. <laughs> oh, I miss Kevin. Oh my God! All right, so let's see. What do we got? Um, all right. So then, they go and they decide that they're going to attack Kang. Uh, Scott gets really big, the biggest he's probably ever got, and he starts crushing all these buildings. Um, and he uses his shield like Captain America. Yeah, <laughs> I noticed that too. <laughs> <laughs> he got circular disc. And- <laughs> I, I love how he looked up to Captain America. He goes, like, in the beginning, he goes, I didn't fight Captain America. I fought with Captain America. That would be ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 it's really, really funny. Um, and then they get in there, and they have Cassie uh, do a little speech. Uh, about people rising up and coming to help them. And like, I feel like this has turned into a trope. Like, I feel like Lord of the Rings was the first to do it, where people just like not expecting people to come. And then finally, out of nowhere, they come. They do it in Game of Thrones, they did it in Avengers, they do it in Star Wars, uh, The Return of the, Jedi. of the Galaxy. They always do this, right? You don't expect someone to come, then someone comes. I'm a little tired of this trope by now. And it was still good to see a lot of the people that we had just met uh, in the, in the universe. And I do love the idea of people who belong to that world fighting for their own freedom. Totally on board with that. Love that. Uh, we don't want like white family coming in there and f- getting their freedom for them and handing them. Like- <laughs> <Here you laughs> go. Yeah. We don't want, Yeah. That. <laughs> but, um, we have seen it, uh, one too many times. So it, it, it loses. It's like, I don't know, the heart kind of loses it, but it was nice to see, um, who's like i got holes
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: it was nice to see some of them die. oh bless you fleb <laughs> and uh we did see one person die which i thought there would be a lot more deaths in this uh movie but the only guy that died was Bro. a pixar lamp guy he's <laughs> the only one that seemed to die
2: yeah i will say um in that sequence where he like you know he uses his yellow light and aims it at Kang, and then Kang kind of spins and turns it into blue light. I saw that scene. Do you guys remember that part? Mm -hmm. It it instantly reminded me of Shang-Chi. Oh, yeah. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, and I did not know if that was supposed to be a reference, if that was intentional, but something about that really, I, something in me, like, I need to pay attention to that scene because if it comes out that in a universe, Kang is a, is a rings wielder, that would be a very cool uh, thing to really experiment with in King Dynasty. Because I'm, I'm sure Shang-Chi is going to be really prevalent character in that. I'm going to support you on this. I'm
1: definitely going to support you on this. Because, because if you look at his spaceship and how the rings were turning in his like thing, you could see when the rings were spinning, they had the same kind of encryptions on it that Shang-Chi's rings have. The golden rings. Exactly. They look exactly the same. So yep. I and they said that something about your rings feels like it's been here forever. It feels eternal, like it's been here forever. Uh, and the other thing is, it has some kind of beacon in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, it's it's probably a reference to Kang. It's got to be. I don't know. I, I think your theory yep. is onto something. I totally support that because I thought the same thing when I saw those big rings just like folding onto each other, like like in his little, uh uh what's the name? I don't know, like his building, whatever it was.
2: His uh, time share. Yeah, time chair
1: yeah like, it looks just like or, that yeah. quantum ship yeah i, don't I know. guess yeah <laughs> the thing is he gets the orb he could have left right away but he decided to stay because he wanted to take his entire army with him and i think because mm-hmm. he needs that army to fight the other kings so him delaying that is what screwed him over and gave scott enough time to kind of yank the uh the shield into the place where he was he got to give him more time and then our boy comes in and saves him modok <laughs> he, he, I, yeah how is it dude when i him, actually hated the sequence when, when him and Cassie had the fight and he goes like "Jerry, you gotta stop doing this he was like he's like just stop being a dick he goes i can't look at me I'm a dick.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what to be.
3: Oh, I hated that sequence. So
2: oh my much.
1: god! I, I... Loved it. I died. Like, if, did you? It's never too late. It was late so cringe. Not... It was. I don't care. It was meant to be cringe. I don't like. It was like it's never too late not to be a dick.
2: I <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll say it's interesting if you think about. <clears throat> Pardon me. All of the world building that they did in this movie. The only character that had an opportunity to show development was Modoc. <laughs> um, you know, the rest of them were very tactic. The yeah, they all stayed the same. None of them really learned anything at the end. The only person that really changed from the beginning of the movie to the end was Modoc. And, damn you it. know, it's a little bit funny, but it's also a little bit sad. And like that's a discussion to be had at some point. But, you know, at the end of the day, like I love the characters, so I don't really need to see them change themselves in this movie. But maybe we should have asked ourselves why did we give Modoc that moment Listen,
1: um when it could have possibly an Avenger now. Else. Listen, yeah. you, you put some respect on my boy's name. He is an Avenger <laughs> now. All right? an yeah, Avenger. Oh, oh, I'm Avenger. sorry. <laughs> Him and Scott were like brothers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that <were like> <laughs> I was no it, it genuinely it w- it was funny and I think Corey stole really loved the opportunity to be back on set and everything Because yeah. um, he and paul rudd do a lot of great bouncing back you know like even in the first movie they were amazing together okay. so i'm glad that they had him back but it is just a little bit funny he w- that they focused a bit too much on him even, <laughs> even in the
1: first movie he's funny because i posted on tiktok where he goes into cassie's bedroom and she goes like are you a monster and he goes do i look like a monster and she goes i want my daddy he goes, yeah i want your daddy too <laughs> your teddy too <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, not special (laughs) we all want (laughs) Uh,
1: two of the best lines in the MCU are by darren (laughs) oh gosh oh man that was that was great all right so um scott and cassie get big and they look like the the monsters from the power rangers whenever they have zords and they're fighting in the city (laughs) (laughs) what what are they called kaijus or whatever
2: (laughs) no idea
1: oh my god so I did kaijus not... are the
3: monsters
1: well th- that's what they kind of look like they were big and they look like the monsters yeah. and um i didn't love it i didn't love the special effects there but i did like cassie getting big and hugging scott that was good and her finally learning how to use the the tap punch i thought that was good a little bit of development there so not bad what do yeah. you guys think of the of the fights
3: i mean do you want to start with kang and him going full super saiyan there because uh, that was amazing. That was pretty good. Yep.
1: I like I liked the Kang fight. Uh, someone told me that it's very reminiscent of Kang versus Spider-Man in the comics. So I think they took some, uh, some stuff. Yeah,
3: they did the research. And I feel like everyone in this movie knew it was supposed to be a fun, you know, lighthearted movie except for jonathan majors <laughs> he went so hard in this movie he, he like, went really hard he
2: deserves to though i i think he <laughs> he really was the showstopper here um but yeah i i for all the f- the fighting and um i i i know you said you didn't really like the cgi with the giant when they were giant, yeah. And yeah i i will say that was a little bit weird but i think it was a deserved moment for people to finally see Cassie Lang. Um, you know, in the 2005 run of Young Avengers, she is stature. Mm. So it is, you know, we all just, we uh, people had been waiting to see you Cassie know, be giant. Fair, fair. You know?
1: Perfectly fair. I, I didn't mind. You know, yeah. You know what yeah, I keep but... thinking about? What? And hmm? in this is, in,
3: in, like, when they all grew big, all I could think about was that scene from Shrek 2 with the giant gingerbread man. <laughs>
0: yeah
1: that's how, exactly like, what it felt like here i like how right. they, i like how they brought back like oh i really want citrus right now something like a lemon <laughs> like <laughs> the running yeah, or, or a lime yeah because <laughs> he always has like orange slices with him <laughs> whenever he grows mm-hmm. big I yeah which really is
2: funny. weird because that was like a that was an improv line of paul rudd for civil war but they really wanted to lean into that and they brought it back and now cassie creates limes whenever she goes giant um, maybe so Hope great. likes oranges, but we'll never know because I think we'll she prefers know. being small. But
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We don't see Hope get that big. But um, all right. <laughs> what about um, the ants? The ants were trucking a, a time vortex and they were able to age thousands of years uh, mm-hmm. in technology and stuff. And they were like, really into socialism, apparently. So so, <laughs> yeah. so that's what the teamwork was about. That's why they got defeated. Yeah. Kang was an authoritarian like state and uh, the ants were socialism. And they took him down <laughs> with teamwork. <Yeah. laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, I thought the ants did some damage, man. People are like, oh, the great Kang was defeated by ants. And I'm like, wait, wait,
2: they were advanced technological
0: ants.
2: <laughs> you were advanced ants, but yeah, I think a lot of the faults for this movie was um, marketing it to be something much larger. And I think if they had settled on a villain that wasn't Kang, I think people would have entered thinking all of this comedy and thinking everything that happened in the movie was the correct stakes. I think Kang, though, was at the end of the day a bit too large for a movie for Ant-Man, which... Honestly, in my of course opinion... course I use that word, but...
1: In my opinion, what they should have done is not have Kang as the main bad guy and have a Kang variant as a bad guy so they could save Kang for yes. a little bit later, and we could have mm-hmm. lower stakes in this, and people won't have these high uh, things, and then Kang will just show up in the end credits over and over again, which is how they built up Thanos, right? Thanos wasn't yeah. showed up in, like, the first Guardians of the Galaxy and started, like, having the main storyline. No, he was a little bit in a bunch of movies, and it built up his whole mythos. Um, I feel like that's what they should have done with our Kang. Maybe this Kang yeah. is a variant.
2: That's another thing. Um. Like, I think, what was it? People weren't really feel like a lot of people took away from the movie that they didn't feel that it was high enough stakes, like I said, or they didn't feel like the characters were truly threatened by this Kang. Mm-hmm. But I think if they're going to keep leading us on with, oh, this is Kang, and then end the movie with, sorry, that was just a variant of Kang, and it's really not the big bad yet.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's going to become, a like in Doctor Strange, and he was meeting up with Dormammu all the time. Yeah. The audience is Dormammu, <laughs> and Kang Variants is Doctor Strange. We are eventually going to get sick of seeing all these Kang Variants. Yes. And we need different villains, we need different antagonists, and it can't just be the multiverse saga where we fight different versions of Jonathan Majors, as much as I love the guy. Oh, man. You know, there has to be a better solution to this. Kevin
1: Feige, we've come to bargain. <laughs>
2: I <told him>
1: <laughs> uh, no, I really, really thought that the stakes would be higher. Because here's the thing, right? When, there, when he was fighting Ant-Man, there was a part of me was like, oh, Ant-Man's going to die. And I was like, yeah. if he dies, then, and, and then Kang gets left in the quantum world, then we know he's going to show up again. We know Ant-Man is dead. Uh, There is a loss, and there's the stakes where we're better. Now, we see Kang die. We know he's not really dead. There's plot armor. We know there's secret war, Kang invasion. So, like, his death doesn't mean anything because of the plot armor that we know of. So I think that's what really cheapens it a little bit. Jath, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, Can I talk about the end credit scene now? Uh, yes. Which one? The one with all uh, the Kangs? There were no, two. the other one. Let's talk about the, the one with one... all the Kangs first, and then we'll, we'll okay. go to the other
3: one. Yeah, because that's my thing. Like, you're right, because I think this may have not been the big bad Kang mm-hmm. because of that second end credit scene.
1: Oh, okay, fine. Let's just talk about it then, if that's your point. Uh, so you're talking about the one from Loki.
3: Yeah. Okay. Where Loki and, uh, fuck, what's the name?
1: Uh, Morbius.
3: Yeah, Morbius, right, where they saw this in, like, what is the like 1920s, 30s or something like that? Yeah, so that, guy, a...
1: he, that guy's name is Victor Timely, and he creates the town of, like, Timely. Uh, and basically what happens is that becomes Kang's outpost that he goes to whenever he needs to, like, build stuff and does stuff. Uh, so that's who that is. He's an actual character from the comics. So okay. we're going to get to see more of him in Loki, too, hopefully.
3: Yeah, I was hoping like that could have been the big bad. Like, oh, the real big bad actually isn't the big bad. If you stay till the very end of the credits, we'll show you who the real big bad is. I thought they were going to do something like that, but no? Okay. Yeah, great. yeah,
1: that's Victor Timely. So. <laughs> and then we get Sucks. to see all these other camps. We see uh, Rommel, Tut. In the
3: first. Uh... In the
1: first one, right? We see the three yeah. main ones. And then we see like. A stadium full of Kangs. That's a lot of Kangs. And I feel bad for Jonathan Majors who had to act each one of them out <laughs> in front of a Individually. <laughs> like, yeah. Wild.
3: He went so, like he was so into it. Like the, the ones that were like, like cheering, yeah. fist pumping, like he was so into it.
1: <laughs> and the thing is, we know that one of Kangs, uh, variant is going to be the descendant of Reed Richards, who's going to end mm-hmm. up being, you know, Nathaniel Richards and all of that stuff going to happen and he's going to be what iron lad i don't know if he's going to be iron lad but yeah there's it's got to be some kind of reference to him so we'll we'll have to see
2: yeah that is definitely going to be a very interesting timeline or um choice if they do end up casting like a <laughs> if they cast a young african-american man anytime in the future for whatever project there will be a small part of me that is kind of wondering is this going to be our nathaniel richards yeah you know is this our nate richards mm-hmm. is this our iron lad um but i i can't quite remember i think it was mcu direct that said that in an interview they're not planning anything for the young avengers just yet yeah um yeah. But you know what? That could be a misdirect, so we have it's no idea. It's completely
3: a misdirect. Fargie right, has everything right. figured out for like the next 10 years. <clears throat> Let's be honest.
2: Yeah, definitely. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, the thing is, after Scott beats everybody, he's like, did I really beat Kang? <laughs> he's like second like, guessing himself. He's like, nah, fi- "Not it's probably fine. Or is it? Ah no. <laughs> he's like he's taking it to himself. <laughs> he's not sure either. Because Kang says something worse is coming. And all of this stuff that's going to be happening, and he's like, "Yep, man, that'll nah, be fine. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we'll burn that bridge when we get there." <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Man. Well,
2: what did you guys really like feel about that end sequence where Scott and Hope are just sitting there, and then a portal opens up again? It's all easy, and they it, it's all easy, and they're back into the real world, and they live life normally. What do you guys personally think about that end sequence? Because truthfully it was refilmed or they it had to en- be. Cha- they changed the ending there's set photos of them january it 10th had so to... 6 weeks ago they filmed that ending what and yeah not even yeah so it was only a month before the movie came out that the ending was rewritten um so we don't know what the true ending was but the ending what we have is kind of a last minute thing so i'm just trying to see if how many people really felt like the ending was a good one because to me knowing that it was only six weeks ago that they really filmed that i don't know makes me feel unsure
3: it was a cop-out because it's right here's the reality <laughs> i don't believe ant-man could have beat kang in that situation I, I didn't believe it. When I watched the movie, I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. And it's going happily ever after. I'm like, no, 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 no. Something is off here. And I don't know what it is. But if this is the direction they're going, I'll let it be for now. But there's no way this is what
1: the original story was. Mm, I'm super. Mm-hmm. I don't know. that You just dropped a bomb on me. I'm just like, what? Yeah, I'm so, I'm so <laughs> sorry. That it,
2: the, I remember the set photos. It was January 6th and January 10th we were following this very closely and it was Paul Rudd walking with a Baskin robin box. Yeah. And everyone was all like, they cannot be filming two, two weeks before two months before the movie comes out. And it ends up being the whole entire end sequence that they were filming. Yeah, And I'm, and I, I just, I can't keep, I can't stop asking myself what was supposed to be. The ending was Scott and hope supposed to die in the quantum realm or were they supposed to just live there for the rest of their life together? Like, What was supposed to happen originally and why did they change it? You know, is is the writer Jeff Loveness already working on King Dynasty and he changed his mind about what he did with Quantumania? We never know.
1: Wow. (laughs) You just blew my mind right there. I don't know what to do. Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, a lot of parts of this movie felt like that. Well the thing is like they always uh, like do that. a rewrite but they do yeah. that all the time so, so I've, I've uh, I was in an interview with somebody I, I don't know who I did, but Kevin Feige told people and said, just shoot the movie and if we need to rewrite it, we'll rewrite it and we'll reshoot it to match the big storyline And he did that with Miss um, Marvel when she he turned her into a mutant. they were like you uh, like just shoot the movie, just do whatever you want and do it and then whatever we'll, we need to change we'll change it and then they changed it in the back because she was supposed to be a djinn the whole time they went back right. changed that they turned her into a mutant and none I mean, of probably it, for
3: the best on that one yeah mm-hmm.
1: but they were like yeah because <laughs> kevin feige doesn't want things to leak so he only tells he compartmentalizes this thing and doesn't tell people he tells them to just waste they have the money to just waste scenes and then reshoot them, which is wild. Yeah. But they have the money to do that. But Kevin Feige just tells people to do it. He was like, just shoot it, and if we need to, we'll reshoot it. Even in Miss Marvel, they had the wrong Statue of Liberty because Spider-Man, um, what do you call it, No Way Home, had a different Statue of Liberty. And they mm. went back and they reshot, the uh, put the new Statue of Liberty in. So Kevin Feige, Daddy Feige, he's got money. He doesn't care. He'll reshoot whatever <laughs> the fuck he wants.
2: <laughs> yeah, which is... I will, I'll, I'll make my peace with that one day, but I think that is a very messy way to be, you know, to really value your production, Yeah. (laughs) but yeah, I, I think we'll all make peace with it one day, but that is definitely a, a questionable tactic.
1: It's, it's, I kind of see his point too, because in a world where everything is leaking, it's, it's hard because like, like if you knew all the Spider-Man. I found out what happened. Oh, you found out what happened? What?
3: So Paul Rudd signed a three plus plus movie deal with uh, Marvel. Okay. So he got a new contract. So,
2: so they're means... gonna
3: kill him off initially, but now they're keeping. Oh,
1: because oh, he signed a contract. Okay. Hmm. Funny. <laughs> that's my that's my
3: logic behind At it.
1: Bad it that is for a clunky story. I still <laughs> like to see Paul Rudd in the MCU, man. I'm yeah, really... you know, I won't
2: complain. Right, I I'm not complain. complaining.
3: <laughs> I'm just saying, this is like what I just saw. Like, yeah, he signed a new contract. Uh, Interesting. In last year last year, he signed the new contract. And because, you know, this is the time, you know, Wakanda forever happened. Like when they were still post-editing or post-processing it. I'm guessing that they went back to Ant-Man and they were like, hey, we still have him. Let's keep it going.
2: Let's All keep right. him. Yeah. <laughs>
3: He's the
0: charming
1: charming motherfucker, man. We got to keep him. (laughs) All right. All
3: right. So so it's no longer a three plus plus. Now it's a bit more. Okay. (laughs) Now it's five films.
1: Okay. I have no complaints. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, uh, god's world we're just living in it <laughs> all yep. right fair fair um well that's all we have for this episode we recapped it we reviewed it we gave our thoughts we gave our theories lots of fun janelle thank you so much for being on our show thank you please like let people know where they can find you
2: thank you thank you so much for happening um i'm really glad to be super recognized as someone that loves talking about ant-man um if you want to <laughs> see me talk more about ant-man or other stuff um, i'm on uh, uh, tiktok j underscore barry twitter also j underscore barry and instagram just j barry so uh you can find me anywhere there someone stole you. your instagram name is that what happened <laughs> um actually my instagram was the first one ah. uh it was just it's tiktok and twitter where everyone has everything else that i want so Blame. maybe i should change my instagram to underscore barry but you never know i'll think about it,
1: <laughs> it maybe in some timeline you have all three.
2: <laughs> oh, i know right Start collecting all of my,
1: my social media
2: handles <laughs> like infinity stones, yes. <laughs>
1: great great well thank you so much for joining us we love recapping thank this you. show with you everybody don't forget to like comment share and subscribe we're growing our fan base we're getting bigger and bigger every year i am at 135k on tiktok i am at Woo! 17.5k on twitter so i um, not twitter uh instagram so we're growing so please don't forget to follow us uh and join us on uh next time when we review the next marvel movie which will probably be guardians of the galaxy so that's going to be exciting mm-hmm.
3: Yo, Neves, I got some good news for you. Oh, what? So Michael Pena, yeah. uh, he played Luis, right? Yeah. He signed on for three movies.
1: You know what? And they've only
3: done two now. That's what
1: we didn't talk about. We didn't have Luis. Actually, no, I did mention it. But oh my God, Luis recapping the universe is what I need, man. I need him to recap what happened in the next Nick's in Nick's uh, Right.
3: So he's still on contract for another movie, which means we may see him in the not too distant future. Love him.
1: Love him. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right, cool, cool. By the way, did you know the guy who was the other one, the one that goes like Baba Yaga, he was the voice of the guy with the he holes? Voices, yeah,
2: Yes, David <laughs> play, uh voices Veb, uh, the guy with the holes. So at least we got him. All right. <laughs>
1: right, right, okay. right. Well, anyways, again, thank you so much for joining us. And until next time, guys, salam, nerds. Peace. Good. We went a